Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, we've got a great offensive line coach, same one that, you know, we led to Power Five in Russian two years ago. And, yeah, it's the same one that everybody tries to get it when the season's over with. Um, off the field, I have several questions about what we're doing, how we're doing it, this, that, and other. I want to be conscious that I didn't want to overstep anybody's boundary as the offensive line coach. And uh, because we've got a really good one. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay, like the analyst. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's Trigger Tuesday, which we're going to talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports later in the show. Actually, probably later in this hour, as uh, we have some other things to get to here just a little bit. Get to hear from Josh Braun. Thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance, Razorback Offensive Lyman, see what he has to say. Uh, I am curious, should I ask this, Joe, for this TV in here, what channel is the? Is it ABC that the baseball game is on? Do you know what channel that is locally on this? I don't know. It's kind of got weird channels um, that's here. That's a good question. Because I feel like I it's... I think it may be eight. I'm about to say, it should be down in the lower ones right there. There we go. Okay, go. you got it. Uh, channel eight. Uh, which is funny because it's channel seven in KATV seven, but... Yeah, yeah, it depends on which platform you're using. As long as it comes in crystal clear, that's all I care about. But yeah, we got Major League Baseball starting up right now, actually. So uh, we'll give you updates on those games throughout the show. But we know with the Razorback football team coming off of three straight losses, got to find a way to get the ship righted if you're the Razorbacks. And it's just not been very easy for them. But we are very fortunate to have uh, Josh Braun joining us each and every week here on Out of Bounds. Thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance. And he joined us once again this week. So let's go ahead and hear from Josh Braun himself. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? All right, just like we do every single week here on Out of Bounds, we are very, very happy to be joined by Razorback offensive lineman Joshua Braun here on Out of Bounds. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. And Josh, man, appreciate you as always coming on. And I know it's got to be frustrating to come on after another loss, but it's good to have you on regardless, man. How are you doing this afternoon? Thank you. Um, you know, it could be better, of course, but um, the fight continues and we have another game this Saturday to prove ourselves and that's all we're focused on. Yeah, so we'll just start with the, with the Texas A&M game, man. I know, again, the, the loss is what uh, stings the most, especially as a player. But uh, going up against A&M, it seems like their defensive front was having a lot of success and uh, really keeping you guys from really getting any sort of rhythm going offensively. Just what was Texas A&M doing, you feel like, that was uh, having them lead to, to success and being able to have uh, so many stops, especially behind the line of scrimmage? Yeah, they were, uh, they were stemming a lot. They had a lot of movement, a lot of movement calls that um, – we didn't do a, a good job of handling. Um, that's something that uh, we focused on in practice, and we were handling it well during practice, but the game's a different animal. And so it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much work you've put in throughout the week. Um, you still have to go out and win on Saturday. Um, now, if you don't put any work in during the week, you're not going to win on Saturday. But, 
yeah, they just they moved a lot, and we didn't do a good job of handling that. Um, we got to get better uh, communication-wise and just just working as a unit we need to get better at. And also, you know, going into this game, it felt like there was some momentum, at least a little bit, against LSU, which I know you guys lost that game too, but still felt like you guys got some things going and had a rhythm and getting able to get a little bit more of a push. Was, was it something just different from game to game that, uh, you know, was it just what A&M was able to do uh, with, with the skill set or the talent guys? Or just what was it different from the LSU game to the Texas A&M game? Maybe some things that they did differently. Uh, do you mind repeating that question? I had a bit of a connectivity issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. I was just saying, Sorry. when you went up against Texas A&M, uh, what was some of the differences maybe against like LSU to Texas A&M that you saw just mm -hmm. from their defensive line and some of the things that they did? Uh, so pre-snap, LSU moved. Um, as you all can see from our, our missteps uh, and false starts and things of that nature, but um, A&M did that post-snap. And so whenever the play started, you saw the, the four eyes looping, uh, either a gap or out to the c gap and so um, that's just something we struggled with they didn't they didn't just sit and play their gaps and allow us to block them um, <clears throat> i think that we we didn't do a good job of handling the ebbs and flows of the game um, you saw us in that first drive come out and it was uh, i think it was a 14 play drive it was probably the longest one of my career um, but if you look at the first the first three downs and the second three downs we played in that drive, um, it was third and long and we completed a pass. And so we weren't able to just get the offense moving efficiently. And so um, as the game went on, we started having less of the third and long completions that allowed us to drive down the field. And we just didn't do a good job of um, being efficient on first and second down to keep us out of the third and long situations. And credit to Texas A&M for putting us in situations that we didn't like. Um, but yeah, we just, we just weren't able to get anything going. And as the game progressed, it just, we kept digging ourselves a deeper, deeper hole. Well, I know that again, at the end of the day, you guys want to win. But one thing that was at least a, a marketable improvement was having it where we talked about penalties and pre-snap issues and, and things like that. You guys had zero penalties as a team in this game. Again, I know in the grand scheme of things, it's all about the win. But did you feel like like what, what made it maybe help that was different in this game to where it seemed like not only just you as the offensive line, but as a team in general, I mean, going from having 14 penalties, 11 penalties to, to zero penalties is, is quite a jump. Yeah, and I, um, I actually didn't realize we had zero penalties until today. So I wouldn't say there was anything we noticed in the game that resulted in us, in us not having penalties. It was just simply... I don't know if the refs didn't call things that they were calling weeks before, or maybe our hands were just inside better. And honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. But um, whatever we did last week, um, from a penalty standpoint, we need to do again this week. And so hopefully we can figure out what it was that allowed us to not get any penalties and recreate that. So kind of turning the page and moving forward, obviously there's a lot of room for improvement. You guys want to get ready for a really tough Ole Miss team who's coming off of mm -hmm. a big win against LSU. Uh, got a really great offense, but also a defense that can, that can be impactful. Just what's kind of the, the focus now for, for the offensive line and for you heading into this week uh, and matching up against the Ole Miss Rebels? Mm -hmm. I would say they're similar to Texas A&M um, in that they, they move a lot post-snap. They have a lot of line games that we need to be aware of and Coming off of a game where we didn't handle that um, the best as we could, it's something that we're doing every play in practice. There's going to be some sort of line game no matter what we're doing, and we have to learn their tells and be able to um, adapt in the game during the play to whatever they're doing. And so uh, I know that I say that every week that that's, we're just going to have to do it on Saturday, but that's what football boils down to. You can do whatever you, you, can, do whatever you can to prepare within the week, at the end of the day, you have to win on Saturday. And so if you pick up the line game in practice, you have to pick it up on Saturday or else it doesn't matter. And so we're, we're working every day to make sure that that happens. But at the end of the day, on Saturday, you have to execute. So with Joshua Braun here on Out of Bounds, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. Now, now Josh, you know, again, it, it's three straight losses for you guys. And mm -hmm. it, it's been frustrating, I'm sure. But what's the overall vibe and mood of the team in the locker room, not only post-game from Texas A&M, but also just in practice this week, because I'm sure you're all very frustrated and feeling like, uh, you know, you're doing some good things, but still 
unable to, to get the wins right now. Just what's the overall mood of the team right now from your fo- viewpoint? From my viewpoint, I would say the overall mood of the team is to win. Um, we've lost the past three, and that, that hurts. Um, it hurts your pride. It hurts your – it just hurts being who we are as competitors. And so no matter what we have to do, no matter what we have to do to prepare on Saturday, we are going to do what we can to win. And whatever that is, that's what we're going to do. And, I mean, I said that last week. I said that the week before. But it's football. You have a new, you have a new game every week. And just because you lost the last three, if you're going to change what you're doing to prepare, then you prepared wrong the past three weeks. You need to be doing whatever you can week in and week out. And if you're not doing that, you can't expect to win. And so we're going to prepare as hard as we've prepared in the past because we've been preparing as hard as we can. And sure, there are little things here and there that we're going to change. Maybe uh, um, maybe our hotel routine, maybe we need to change that just uh, from like a player standpoint. Maybe I need to do something on Friday nights before the game. I'm not just from, um, I guess, a superstitious uh, <laughs> viewpoint. But at the end of the day, Saturday, I think it's a 6.30 kickoff. At 6.30, we need to go out there and win. And that's our move. Okay, so I'm curious about that comment that you make because I've always found it fascinating in players and, and superstitions and whatnot. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I was wondering, you know, are you guys wore white helmets with red jerseys, which isn't a really a, a common combo. I didn't know if maybe there was a reason or maybe it was just trying to mix things up or trying to get some good vibes. But uh, you know, how often is that a thing where, I mean, individual players, but just as a team, you guys do mix it up if, if you've been struggling with simple things as far as, you know, hotel routines or night before routines, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I don't know about uh, from an equipment standpoint, because uh, I, I went in there and, on Thursday and we were breaking into white helmets, and I was like, oh, are we wearing white helmets? And they're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I didn't know we had white helmets. So, um, But no, just from um, – I told you my Saturday morning routine, um, and that's pretty standard whether we win or lose the week before. Um, I'll change it depending on how I feel physically during the game. If I feel tired during warm-ups, then, um, like, if we had, we had a noon game against Western Carolina, and I felt a little tired during warm-ups, and so I was like, okay, I didn't sleep enough. I either need to not get up as early or go to sleep earlier. And so for this game, uh, it was a, an 11 o'clock, which is even earlier, so I went to bed earlier. If you backtrack an hour, I went to bed earlier than I would have for the noon Western Carolina game. Um, but that's not a superstitious thing. Uh, I guess I kind of got into a superstition with my suits. Um, I wore a tan suit to the Texas A&M game this past week because I wore that the first week and we won. Um, I, uh, I was in my wife's quinceanera when she was 15, and I got some red dress socks. And I, I wore that um, for my wedding. I wore that when I proposed. And I try to wear it for big games. But I don't know, maybe I need to wear some different socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm just somebody who goes to games and has, but like, you know, there was a spell when Arkansas a few years ago was struggling and I used to wear a shirt all the time, or got a new shirt to try to uh, buck the trend and they lost three straight and ended up burning the shirt. So it's like even fans mm-hmm. sometimes can, you know, go through their own superstitions just trying to yeah. make it whatever work. Before I was uh, consistently playing, I was very superstitious. Um, because I didn't have an impact on, on the field. And so whenever the offense was up, I had to wear my helmet. And if I didn't put my helmet on before the drive started, we weren't going to score. Um, and that actually held up pretty well. And so, uh, and if we're, uh, if you see me on the sidelines and it's a third down and the defense is on the field and someone stands up to go get ready to, for a punt return and then the offense will go out, I'll make them sit down. Um, because in my experience, whenever you stand up on third and long expecting to go in, they convert. And so I, I don't let the offensive line stand up and get ready to go in. <laughs> the first time I think it was Brady, I yelled at Brady to sit down. He's like, why? we got to go in. And then they converted. And I was like, that's why. Sit down. <laughs> and so now everyone's finally sitting down and just letting me be superstitious. So <laughs> Hey, whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes. And, and I'm curious, too, because, you know, we talked about Sam Pittman, head coach, and how he addresses the team after losses and how he handles it. But I'm kind of curious also for uh, your coach, Cody Kennedy, who uh, in my conversations with Coach Kennedy, he's been awesome. And he's been very you know cool as a person to me, at least personally. Um, but as far as, you know, coming off these losses, I know a lot of 
criticisms getting thrown around and, and especially with the offensive line as a unit just how how does he approach after games like this uh not only making adjustments and trying to get better from it but just the you know keeping everybody together and keeping everybody mm -hmm. focused on the task at hand i think the main thing if i had to sum up what he tells us in a, in a few sentences it's to block out the noise and that's not to say don't listen to the don't, it's not that you're not listening to the doubters and you're not giving credence to what they're saying. It's that you take responsibility for your actions. If you messed up, that's on you. You have to own it. You have to learn from it. You have to get better. Block out the noises and the people who want you to blame someone else. When you, um, let's say your team loses, but you have a good game and someone comes up to you and is like, oh, but you played good and that's what matters. You're like, no, that's not. It's a team game. It doesn't matter if you play well if the team loses. Um, so that's where we just have to – we're of one mind, we're of one focus, and that's to win. And uh, we're shaking things up on the offensive line, trying to get the best product on the field. And <clears throat> at the end of the day, our goal is to win. And everyone in that room knows that if we don't win, we didn't do our job. And a lot of the times we haven't won this season, it's because we specifically did not do our job, and that, that's what hurts. Um, I mean, the offensive line is a prideful position. We take, we take pride in protecting the quarterback, which we failed to do last week, and we failed to do the past three weeks. And so we're in practice harping on that, just focusing on what we can do to put the team in the best position possible. Um, and I think if you look at, from a defensive standpoint, our defense played great in the second half, and it came down to us not being able to execute on the offensive line to get the offense going. And um, that's what hurts the most. And so we need to own up to that, accept responsibility for our mistakes, and fix it before next week so that we can win as a team. Uh, Josh, I know it's, it's something that, uh, you know, it's probably always tough to talk about. But uh, one thing that I know was very devastating is, you know, seeing Luke Haz, uh, freshman mm -hmm. tight end, go down with that injury so early in the game, especially coming off that big game against LSU. You know, you've been playing college football a long time, but uh, to have a guy like him, you know, true freshman, really seem to come in his own and, have a, a season-ending injury like that. Just uh, what, what did you make of that? And is there some sort of message that you maybe gave him or talked to him? Just uh, how do you deal with that? Just not only him specifically, mm -hmm. but just in general, whenever you have a, a teammate that means so much to go down with such an injury like that that cost them their season. Yeah, I mean, seeing him in a sling on the sidelines really hurt my heart. I mean, he's, he puts in every day he gives us, he gives us all. Um, I mean, you couldn't ask him to do anything more than he's doing. And last week against LSU to see him have success, um, I came to him after the game and I was like, um, during the week, I think I sat, or we were on the sidelines and I was just talking to him about the game. I was like, hey man, that was a great game. He was like, I wish people would stop saying that to me. He's like, because we lost. And I was like, that's the worst part of it. He's like, I told him you had a great game, but we didn't win. And so you can't, you can't feel good about it. And um, to see his season end the way it did in a game that we didn't win, and uh, he's not going to be able to experience this season the joy of him having a, a career game like he did against LSU and then taking part in a victory for his team. Um, it really saddens me that he's going to have to wait till next season just because of his injury. And um, I'm trying to keep him in good spirits whenever I see him just because I know what an injury can do to you mentally um, from secondhand experience, just seeing teammates go through it. And so he has a bright future ahead of him, but it just – it hurts my heart that he's, he's not going to be able to experience it this season. Well, before I let you go, Josh, we always appreciate your time. Just uh, looking at Ole Miss, I know uh, we talked a little bit about it, but them as a team, just what do you make of them and, and their defense and, and the, the type of threat that they pose? Because, again, they're, they're coming off of a big win, and sometimes there's a big letdown, but it should be a crazy atmosphere there in Oxford. Just what do you make of them as a team and some of the challenges that they pose? I will say that um, their strength and conditioning coach is Nick Savage. And uh, he coached me. He was my strength coach my first two years. And so I know that from a strength and conditioning standpoint, they will be ready to play. Um, they're going to play hard, and they're not going to let go of the rope. Um, it's going to be a four-quarter battle, and that's what we have to get ready for this week during practice. It's going to be a fight. Um, every week's a fight, and our fight starts now. We have nine, eight. What week is it? We have seven? Oh, geez. Wow. <laughs> Season flies by. Yeah. But we have seven games left. Each one of them is going to be a dogfight, and uh, it starts this week. They're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. Um, we're going to punch them in the mouth, and they're going to punch us in the mouth, and it's, it's whoever gets up and keeps fighting. 
and that's what uh, that's what the message has to be to the team, and that's what we have to put out on Saturday. Well, Arkansas and Ole Miss is always a crazy game. I don't know much about mm-hmm. his, how much you know about the history, but it's always a wild <laughs> one. You never know what to expect. But hopefully, this is the one that Arkansas ends up on the winning side of it once again. Josh, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. Good luck on Saturday. Safe travels, and uh, I'm calling it now. We're going to talk about a dub on Monday, and we get to have a discussion after beating Ole Miss. So hopefully, that's the case. And I know you guys are the, you guys want it, you deserve it, and hopefully, you guys get back <laughs> on the winning ways. I look forward to it. Again, that was Josh Braun joining us. Thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance, Razorback offensive lineman, and uh, it's great to have him on each and every Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. And I know, like, we, we talk about this before, but, but before we take a break, I just, again, want to say that, uh, you know, we student-athletes in the NIL and being able to interview those athletes now, like what we do, we're able to do here on The Buzz, is really awesome, but... Uh, it's always more fun when they win. But when they're struggling, uh, when they're losing, and in this case losing three straight, it's not as easy if you're a student-athlete to want to put your feet to the fire. And Josh, every single time, has been awesome. He's been awesome to us. He's been accommodating. He's been flexible. Uh, he's always on time, and he always answers all the questions uh, and, and just you know does, does a great job with it. So we really appreciate him, and I think uh, that cannot be commended enough as far as uh, him during this tough stretch because that's the thing is – I mean, I don't want. I wouldn't want to talk about three, you know, losing three straight and having to to answer those questions and why we're struggling. But he's done a great job with it, and we look forward to having him on each and every week this season. And it's all thanks to Matt Black Allstate Insurance. We will take a commercial break. Come back more Trigger Tuesday. Talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports. Get to more of your phone calls and text messages. It's all coming up next. So better stay with us. Sterner joins Justin and Wes in the zone courtesy of Motorsports Authority. Motorsports Authority has two great locations with hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Check them out online at msastore.com. Clint Sterner in the zone brought to you by Motorsports Authority on your fun and game station, 1037 The Buzz. Sports Center. Arkansas football head coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media yesterday and talked about the losing streak and his team's fight. Our team, I think, is resilient. I believe they are, and we'll find out as the weeks keep going. But we've got a lot of football left, and to be honest with you, we need one. We need to, we need to get one, and then that'll that'll help us into something else. We need to find a win, and uh, obviously we're going to try like hell on Saturday. Arkansas faces Ole Miss on Saturday with kickoff set for 6.30. And the Major League Baseball postseason starts today as the wild card round gets underway. The Rangers will take on the Rays, the Blue Jays will take on the Twins, the Diamondbacks face the Brewers, and the Phillies host the Marlins. All of those games can be seen on ESPN Networks. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Enjoy happy hour at Twin Peaks every Monday through Friday from 2 to 7 with sweet deals like dollar off all wine, liquor, cheap shots, and freezing cold 29-degree draft brews. Feeling snacky? They also have $2 chips and salsa, $4 fried pickles, chips and queso, or mozzarella cheese bites, $6 triple plays, quesadillas, or six boneless wings. Who says booze is the only thing that makes us happy? Score these two good deals Monday through Friday, 2 to 7, and again, late night at Twin Peaks. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertaPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertaPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertaPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertaPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key 
key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. When it comes to tailgating this football season, Edwards Food Giant is your MVP when it comes to a hassle-free tailgate party. Pulled pork smoked to perfection, along with an ultimate lineup of sides and essentials that'll make your taste buds cheer and your tailgate set up a breeze. The Edwards team also features even more delicious meats like chicken, brisket, ribs, and smoked sausage, all straight from their own smokehouse. And it can all be found by clicking edwardsfoodgiant.com or by visiting your local Edwards Food Giant store. Edwards Food Giant is your MVP. edwardsfoodgiant.com have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson, off play action, going to throw a little screen pass left side, has completed the five, into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas. Lucas from 11 yards out, and Arkansas is a PAT away from time. On 103.7 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas' favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. Lines are out on Bet Saracen for Arkansas State at Troy. Troy is a 16.5 point favorite. The over under is 52.5. Arkansas taking on Ole Miss. Ole Miss, 11.5 point favorite. Over under, 63.5. Baseball games today. You have the Twins taking on the Jays. The Twins are the home team, but the the Jays are the one-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is seven-and-a-half. Diamondbacks at Brewers. Brewers, one-and-a-half-point favorite. And then Marlins at Phillies. They The Phillies also are one-and-a-half-point favorite. In-game betting, the game going on right now, the Rangers taking on the Rays. The Rangers have a one-nothing lead, so they are a one-and-a-half point favorite, and that's something that's going to change because of in-game and what's going on right now. So check out all the wagering on Bet Saracen, in-game prop bets, specials, double R props. They're all there for the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info. You need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is a Trigger Tuesday. You're on Out of Bounds. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Bet Saracen, I, I failed to miss when the, course, the game starts between the Rays and the Rangers. Uh, they took off the uh, futures for the AL winner uh, as soon as the playoffs happened. But I did see with the National League, though, according to Bet Saracen, uh, the Dodgers are the actually were the favorite. But it changed very recently where now the Braves are the favorite at plus 125. Dodgers are at plus 195. Then you have the Phillies at plus 575. Brewers at plus 850. Then if you like the, the long shots, plus 1,500 for the Diamondbacks. And then plus 1,750 for the Miami Marlins. So. That's interesting, though, that the Dodgers began as the favorite because the Braves have the best record in all of baseball. That's what I thought, too. I thought that was, uh, that was fascinating. But, you know, they do those things for a reason. They know what they're doing with Bet Saracen. So. Also, it's not just a layup that the team with the best record is going to win, especially in Major League Baseball. Yeah. In fact, uh, I know we always talk about in college baseball, but in Major League Baseball, I'd be curious of how many times it actually happens where the team that finishes with the best record in baseball actually ends up winning the World Series. I'm sure they may not be as zero percentage pretty much with college baseballs, it seems like, but uh, I'm sure it does not happen very often at all. In fact, I would be curious if you polled like the top three major professional sports of the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, and seeing like who and how, or at least the percentage of how often the team with the best regular season record ends up winning it all, 
see which sport ends up having more success with that. Probably NBA. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the NBA. Because, like in the NFL, uh, I mean, I know that it's, it has happened before, but I can think of more times when it hasn't happened than when it has, as far as just the team being dominant. And then, as we just talked about Major League Baseball. But the NBA, yeah, I feel like, because uh, last year, the Nuggets were a one seed. Or were they or were they the best record in NBA? Uh, They're close to it, maybe? No, I think the Bucks actually the had Bucks the best were? record, but... Okay. Yeah, they were the one seed. They were the one seed. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, how how that works and how that plays out. Uh, Let's go back to the phone lines. We've got Drew, who's in Searcy. What's up, Drew? Hey, guys. I uh, just kind of some food for thought. I know people are all on the coaching staff and all this. And we talked about this last week. If we got handled pretty Pretty easily by a and I told you the fire Sam Pittman bandwagon was going to start up pretty pretty darn quick, and I think the fire Dan Edo's bandwagon has kind of started up just as quick. Just some food for thought from about 10 years ago, not quite 10 years ago, but uh, when Enos was on the staff that Salem had, you know, if you think about some of the weapons we had, and, and Freaky Joe, I know you remember these names well, you know, Alex Collins, uh, Hunter Henry. We had a receiver by the name of uh, Reed that was really good, uh, really, really fast guy, Dominique Reed. Those guys, on many occasions, bailed out Dan Enos' pitiful play calling. I mean, I remember some league games where we were struggling to score against pretty mediocre defenses until some of those playmakers came up and just made plays. And I get it. Your playmakers have got to make plays for you to win. I guess my overall point is there's a pattern. He knows for all the places he's coached, you know, at Michigan, Miami, Alabama, and by the way, he was fired at Miami. He's just not innovative. And I understand, you know, he's, he may or may not be getting into it with fans, via email and all that, whatever, but there's a pattern here. And I don't know why Pittman thought he was going to be a game-changing play caller when he's just recycled for the second time, and you and you can see it on TV playing his day, our offense is anemic, our offensive line is terrible, and KJ's not getting time to throw, the receivers are not getting time to separate. So the whole the whole machine's just not working. So at this point, what do you do? Do you let KJ be KJ? Do you still stick to a game plan? I mean, is there even an avenue at this point for us to get five wins? Honestly, I don't know that I see that. What do y'all guys think? Drew, um, to your point, yes, let KJ be KJ. And also, if there are some plays that KJ prefers, get get with KJ and and see what those are. It, it's too late into the season to just change everything and throw it all out. But you can make some tweaks, and especially if there are some things that KJ really likes, maybe you want to do a little bit more of that. Well. I, I get that, and I understand that, you know, at, at this point, I mean, I'm really and truly, I mean, I'm not a bandwagon guy. I've been a Razorback fan for 40 years. Live and die, good or bad, whatever. And I've seen some pretty pathetic performances, but I think you guys would agree. The offensive output that we're seeing the last few games is the worst we've seen in a decade or more, at least. Agree? It, listen, it's not good, uh, and I don't think anybody w- would disagree with that because if you've watched the games, you can definitely see that there's something off. But, you know, I, to your point, though, Drew, I, I'm not fully disagreeing, but I will say, like, I, I wonder when Sam Pittman, you know, hired him, I think it was play calling, it was experience, but I think it was also just the development of a quarterback trying to take K.J. to that next level. Maybe that's what, at least maybe I overlooked some of the things because I was like, oh, well, that's what they're going to be looking at the most is development of K.J., and how he can make it work. But um, even offensively, though, that 2015 year you referenced with Alex Collins and Hunter Henry and all that, it was a great year. But can't forget that the next year, in 2016, Austin Allen threw for 3,400 yards and 25 touchdowns. Raleigh Williams ran for nearly 1,400 yards on the ground, and that was without Hunter Henry, that was without Alex Collins, that was uh, with a lot of new offensive linemen. So, uh, you know, I think that it's just like everything else. If you got talent, if you got ability, you got guys out there that can get it done, you're going to have success. But I feel like the offensive line right now, you just don't have Denver Kirkland. You don't have Sebastian Tratola. You don't have Dan Skipper. 
Uh, you don't have these – Frank Ragnow, you don't have these elite offensive linemen that can at least help the offense out. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have the records in front of me, but with all those differential firepower that we had from year to year, whether it be the biggest line in all of football, if you remember that, yeah. and Alex Collins, Hunter Henry, Dominique Reed, Jeremy Sprinkle. I don't think Sprinkle might have been there when you know came back in 15, but mm-hmm. I don't think we ever won more than seven games, did we? Uh, you won eight. That <laughs> was the most you've ever won. That was in that 2015 year, and that's counting the bowl game. So uh, right. you, you went eight and five, and you went seven and six in those uh, two years of Enos. Or yeah. Well, and you you made a point. It was with the Allen brothers, you know, in successive years, which neither one of those guys, I don't think anybody would argue, has the physical tools of KJ. Correct. You know, they had, they had some really good football IQ. I mean, they were born into it, so to speak, but they just didn't have the physical abilities. And you and to argue that now with what Dan Enos has to work with in a quarterback to see what's happened there. I just don't think we're making progress. And, yeah, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but in year four, you've got to make progress. You've got to make strides. You've got to develop him to be the best quarterback in the SEC or be really close. We're just not hitting the mark. So I think it's probably the writing's already starting to come on the wall. I don't see us making a four-game run. But, you know, stranger things have happened. You just you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But at this point, I'm really struggling to see what's the end game for Arkansas this year. You know, maybe 500, but I don't know. But, all right, appreciate you, Tom. Yeah, appreciate you calling in, Drew. Really good uh, questions and thoughts there. Um, yeah, because that was the thing that at least I feel like, Joe, with, you know, we talk about, hey, the offensive line, without a doubt, is the, the biggest or weakest link on Arkansas offense right now. But, you know, the time when Enos was back and having success at Arkansas, yeah, there was great skill position players like Arkansas, I feel like, has great ones now. But, again, you had pros. You had NFL caliber players on the offensive line, and I just don't know if you have that right now. And because of that fact, I don't think any offense, especially one like Danny Enos and the style he's running, can be effective if the quarterback's not getting time to make the plays develop, too. There's plenty of blame to go around and things not going the way that was expected or the way they want things to go. But also, going back to when Enos was hired, it was a, a timing situation on being able to get somebody in there at that time. Like, you could have, you know, Sam Pittman could have looked deeper into maybe some up-and-comers or um, gone with somebody from an, another level and really filled, you know, filled it out. But at the time, he went with what was familiar and something that uh, that he could make work right away. And... That that was a timing issue. If it was a different time during the off season, maybe there's more time to get things worked out and talk to more people. But at the time that it happened, that's who was available, Dan Enos. Mm-hmm. And I would even throw in, too, to your point, that with what Arkansas has accomplished so far this year at offense, it's, it's not the same as what it was a few years ago. But you got to think also when Enos came in, not only the Allen brothers were there, but I'm not saying it's the exact same, but... Uh, Jim Chaney was a closer to type of offensive mind to what Dan Enos is than what Kendall Bryles was going to Dan Enos. Like the Allen brothers and those and those players, they weren't exactly the same and familiar with Dan Enos and his offense. But I think it may have been uh, a closer transition than what it has been from going from a Bryles to an Enos thing. So that could be an element of it too. It's just uh, you know what you got used to, and uh, just shows that uh, Brandon Allen and Austin Allen are really good quarterbacks. I'll always die on that hill where. You know, sometimes they're, they're forgotten because they didn't have like that one great year, but they were also really good quarterbacks, and, and that also helps you when you have a good offensive line in front of you. So uh, we got to take a break, though. When we come back, we'll get some more of your phone calls and text messages, as well as your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. 
Hey, neighbors, come on down to Shamrock Roofing's Ribbon Cutting Friday, October 6th at the crossroads of Cantrell and Catillus, offering free impact-resistant roof upgrades for the next 30 days. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all. Shamrockroofer.com. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. The pandemic is over, but COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still among the top five leading causes of death in the U.S., just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines, just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor. Brought to you by Moderna. At Easy Cater, we know ordering food for work can get complicated pretty fast. We're going to need breakfast for the entire office on Thursday. Janet wants really nice bagels. Make sure some are gluten-free. Make sure they have great coffee. Can there also be waffles? Janet has a hard stop at 9.30. $15 a person max. I'm going to need itemized receipts for this. It's a bunch of breakfast. It's just going to grab a clean vine. Company breakfast? Just use Easy Cater. Food for work delivered on time as ordered with a huge variety. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was QC Kinetics treats osteoarthritis with regenerative therapies taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down, here comes LSU. KJ, flushed, rolling right, keeps his eyes downfield, throwing deep, got has at the 20, to the 15, to the 10, 5, touchdown Arkansas. There's your play, 59 yards to Luke Has. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. But one thing that is never going to be triggering any of us is Max Prairie Wings there in Stuttgart. Because we know duck season's just around the corner, which we know is big here in the state of Arkansas. And considering that the ducks, the hunting capital of the world, right down there in Stuttgart, there's no other place that you need to go for all of your hunting needs when it comes to Max Prairie Wings. They're going to have you covered because right now you receive a $2,000 Max gift card on the purchase of a Thor boat motor and trailer package they also have a lot of new guns in stock which you can check out and they're all on sale and even if you're looking for something with the ultimate vantage point when it comes to getting your hunting game at the top of the top they got ladder stands for you uh, the muddy skybox 20 foot double rail ladder stand which is sturdy and spacious it's on sale for 189.99 and if you want something with quality as well as affordability Max has also the Big Game Warrior 17-foot ladder stand for just 125 So with hunting season just around the corner for ducks, and we know uh, a lot of people, when the weather starts changing, they're going to get in that mood. We'll get in the mood with Max Prairie Wings there in Stuttgart. You can check them out today at maxpw.com. It's Max Prairie Wings. The hunt begins here. Against Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in. We'll have Andrew Ellis of Oxsports.com on the other side of the break. Talk to him about uh, what we ex- expect against Arkansas and Ole Miss, but also probably talk a little basketball with him, too, because that red-white game is going to be uh, happening tomorrow night in Fayetteville. But I did see this on the Southern Structure Solutions text line, Joe. I wanted to, to look at it because somebody, and I've heard this before from the 501, says, go get Barry Lunny Jr., you know, the offensive coordinator, because apparently they don't like Dan Enos. They want to go to Barry Lunny Jr., and... He's at Illinois now as the offensive coordinator there for Brett Bielema. And I was just curious on looking at how, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Illinois. But if you're uh, somebody who has said that, which, again, I know a lot of people have, uh, Illinois right now is averaging 21 points a game as an offense this season. Arkansas is averaging 34 points per game as an offense. Now, I know there's a lot more to it. Players. But yeah, players, definitely. yeah, definitely make a, a big difference. But if you're looking at uh, the rest of the deal, uh, you have 1,213 yards of passing for uh, Illinois, as well as 1,100 yards roughly for Arkansas, so a little bit more there. But also in the rushing attack, 741 yards for Illinois. Arkansas at 633 yards rushing for them. So the point is, is like I'm not trying to say, oh, they're direct correlation because it's different teams and whatnot, but uh, I just don't see it as like, oh, and I like Barry Lunny Jr., but just not something like, oh, you insert him and everything's suddenly just boom and explodes and it's great. Like, I think there's just a lot more to it than just as simple as plug-and-place of offensive coordinators. The play calling could be different, and that's what people are most upset about right now. Now, that would have been interesting. Now, Sam Pittman, for all we know, Dan Enos is the person, the mm-hmm. only person that he reached out to. He could have talked to a few different people, but Dan Enos is the guy that's there. That would have been interesting, though, if... Um, there was some kind of reaching out to Barry Lunny Jr. and the situation that he's in, being with Brett Bielema at Illinois, but with a chance to return to Arkansas and the timing at that point, would he have even cons- well he would have considered, but would he have made the move? Yeah, I just we'll we'll never know right if, if that would have happened or not. I just don't know if he would because I feel like he probably felt jaded when he wasn't given the job originally. Exactly. So. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that would happen. If Barry Lunny came back as uh, OC or whatnot, and I don't mean it's in a bad way, but I just don't think it would be under Sam Pittman uh, just because he had that opportunity and they decided to go a different direction at that point. Well, at that point, he wanted to be the head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, think about that, where he wanted to be the head coach, but now he returns as the OC, probably not likely. No, and even, uh, again, I could be getting this wrong, but I believe at the time, he was, of course, the interim coach for Arkansas after Chad Morris got fired. Final two games of the season. And I think he would have even stayed on if he was offered the offensive coordinator position. But it looked like at that point, they were like, hey, if you, we want, I think Sam Pittman wanted him to stay on, but it was going to have to be in the role that he was already in at like the tight end coach and, and, and sticking with that, which I get it. Barry Lunny didn't want that. But I also understand Sam Pittman where he's like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm a new head coach. I've never been this before. I need somebody that maybe has a, a lot more ex- experience in, in different places. And Kendall Bras at the time, too, was a was a big hire as the OC, as well as getting Barry Odom as the defensive coordinator at the time. So I, I just don't think that Barry Lunny in that situation, looking back on it, yeah, they could have done it, but I also understand both sides as to why it didn't work out. 
essentially is what, it's, what we're talking about here. Uh, let's see. Always can count on Brent Stuttgart calling in. What's up, Brent? Oh, what's up, John and Joe? I, I want to say thank you to you two guys. I want to say thank you. Okay. To you and Drive and Drive Time Sports yesterday. I want to say thank you to y'all before I get to my point. Okay. Because Appreciate y'all it. are the only, you, you, you guys are the only talk shows in the state of Arkansas that didn't hang up on me yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, hey, sometimes, you know, breaks get put up on us. Sometimes we got to move forward. So, but yeah, oh, we appreciate oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It wasn't a break. It wasn't a break. Joe, you can imagine what I was saying, right? Brent, so you had uh, some controversy going yesterday. You got everybody going? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you, but you, but you, but you know what I say most of the time, don't you, Joe? Oh yeah, yeah. You call it like it I is, ha- like like you, I like had you it, see it. I had it going like I see it. Now, to my to my question, okay, I got a question. How is I don't think that our staff has done a service to. Uh, to KJ this year, I don't think our staff, our offensive line, I don't think we've done a service to Bo Wimmer, putting putting him at center. Bo Wimmer was a was an all all conference, that all southeastern conference guard. I, I know we probably didn't have anything else to put at center, but we did not do him a service by putting him at center, and I don't know. That if they make the changes, we're, we're giving uh, Patrick Kudis, uh we're doing him a service by moving him to center. I don't know. I mean, I, I know they're grasping at straws, but uh, and another point that was made on, uh, and I want to say this: I would be, I would be perfectly contented if the University of Arkansas. Call the Big Eight or Big Twelve and says, "Will you take it?" Oh, come on, Brent! Come on now. Hey, listen, hey, listen, Brent. I promise you, we're not hanging up on you. I promise you, we are just up against the top of the hour. I promise you that. We'll talk about it though, Brent. On the other side, stay with us. Dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and the smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. We're back.